Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Fox powering through and getting as many movies out as they can? Do we have Deadpool news, both animated and live action? And is Black Panther making just all the money? Yes, this is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Very exciting in here. Yes. Ooh, I like this. Universal spoiler warning. <laughs> all the time. Uh, or it's a Cree attack. Oh, I feel that. That's it's why it was, uh, it was all green. green. <laughs> so we are the Marvel Movie News, and we are coming to you live from still in Wakanda, because that's where I still am. But it's Wakanda, Illinois this time. <laughs> it is Wakanda, Illinois. Have you seen all that glory? I think it's so fun. It's amazing. I think it's so fun. We'll, we'll touch on Wakanda, Illinois, if you know what we're talking about. <laughs> this is episode 169, and we're here to tell you why you should be as excited as we are about all the news from all the studios and all things Marvel. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can subscribe to us at YouTube at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you're watching this show live and you send out a tweet whilst we are live, Aunt Manthony in the booth will retweet you. Hello, everybody. Aunt Manthony here. And my God, Black Panther crosses seven mil, 700 mil. I... I'm speechless. It crosses right? like 7 million all, like every five minutes. Yeah, people thought I had jokes and I was like, uh, a billion in the first month. Uh, I didn't have jokes. 700 million after two weekends. It's insane. 704 million. There. Yeah, breaking all weekends. the records in February, breaking all the records in cinema. It's just, it's doing a lot. Uh, we were to have a stunt woman with us here today. She could not make it. Uh, stunt women are very, like, yeah, she she was called on to nine one one. Her name is Janicia. Uh, she's also the, the show. She's fine. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on to the Angela Bassett show nine one one. She's the lead uh, stunt woman for Angela Bassett and uh, for Black Panther. She was the lead stunt woman for Denai uh, Guerra. Yeah. She's so, also one of the Dora Yeah, and she's also one of the Dora So we will have her as soon as schedules uh, intersect, yeah. <laughs> as soon as the stars align, uh, we will have her, and it's going to be a really great time. It's We're looking forward to it. Always good to get that much work. So I'm yeah, happy yeah, for her. I'm excited to meet her. Absolutely. So we're um, going to lead with Black Panther yeah. as that is tradition and as is required because $700 million. That like, is amazing. Like that means so much. It means a lot. Um, it definitely, I know that we've gone over this before, but it smashes that myth of, um, you know, of universality mm-hmm. of movies like this for the world in large. As you can tell, <laughs> the world wants it. The world loves it. America loves it. Uh, they want it. I mean, um, Black Panther so far has earned an uh, what three hundred and four million from overseas markets, yeah. and uh, four hundred million domestic. So total. it hit a billion <laughs> in probably the next two weeks. Uh, even if it slows billion. down, it made it made a hundred four. I think this weekend one hundred and three hundred four million, uh, okay. and that's insane for a second weekend of of any kind. Like that's that's what they were originally back in the day tracking its first weekend would be, and it did that second weekend, and that's opposite Game Night and Annihilation, two great movies which also should be seen. But it's making all of the money, and I just <laughs> I, I love that. It makes me very happy. Oh, uh, and by the way, I'm Markeia McCarty. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram: M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. And I'm Koyjandro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. I apologize. I assumed you guys knew us. And I was leading the charge <laughs> into Black Panther. But just in case for new viewers, uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter and all the things on the internet. But I, I'm just too hyped to talk about this stuff. Because some yeah. of this broke today. Uh, and the implications of what some of this means are crazy. So on to Fox. Silver mm. Surfer is getting a movie from Fox. And Silver Surfer is 
not something we've discussed before is happening, not something that's been, like, in the works as far as we've known, like, in this level. And yeah. Fox is the company that's, like, kind of in the middle of a yard sale. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, it's also, what, it's going to take a while mm-hmm. for, you know, it takes ink a long time to dry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when it comes to a contract of this size. So, I, wow, like, yeah, a Silver Surfer movie. Uh, they they don't have Thanos, so yep. that's, they, y- y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe there can be, like, a well, Galactus, answer. Uh, yeah. Galactus yeah. is more of what my that association would be more with Silver for, Surfer. For Silver Surfer, I mean, he's yeah. the, the Herald of. I guess what I have in my head is a Fantastic Four movie where they had Silver Surfer, and yes, it was, uh, it was Galactus with it, but... I just really remember that movie. <laughs> the, the space cloud choices. Yeah. Uh, well, they won't do that again. They've learned that mistake. Uh, and also Silver Surfer as a character. Like if you read the the Mike Allred run or any of his like existential crazy, like Silver mm. Surfer as a character is this just nomadic explorer trying to find the meaning of life and self and, and self-reflection. And the character is really interesting. So if you lead away from the space cloud Fantastic Four that you're just thinking yeah. about and talking about, you can make a very interesting movie out of him. And Fox is... is still making stuff. They're not sold yet. Nothing's finalized. Mm -hmm. Uh, This just shows how far along they aren't. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is, it's really interesting. And the big news on this is Runaways is kind of like, it's my go-to Marvel show right now. Like, I love the Netflix stuff, but the Netflix stuff feels separate as far as like the Marvel universe. Totally different tone. Yeah, it's a different world. Brian K. Vaughn is developing the script for the Silver Surfer movie. Ah, okay. So I get where you're going. That's my tangent. (laughs) I was like, 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 what does Runaways have to do? They're going to be on the surfboard. Yeah, because at first I was going to be like, and Ryan Sands is in the Silver Surfer. Ryan is like, by the way. (laughs) He's like, hey. (laughs) He's been waiting this whole time. Uh, But Brian K. Vaughn who I think is a brilliant writer of both comics and graphic novel. Like, his style yeah. of writing lends itself to so many different types and tones of comics. So him being involved with Silver Surfer means it'll be intellectual, it'll be intelligent, it can be the thought-provoking, you know, herald that, that I think of Silver Surfer as being. And if they do mm-hmm. this right, I'm reluctantly excited by this news. <laughs> I, well, it just kind of seems like uh, since they're somewhat close to a deal, I guess it's more like, hey... We've been doing things pretty right with, you know, Logan mm-hmm. uh, and also Deadpool. We're going to give a shot at this, you They're know, Silver solo Surfer characters. before, you know, we um, we hang our hat, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. So I'm I'm cautiously interested. OK, that's you fair. know, um, like uh, I was thinking of like Silver Surfers that we could have. And um, obviously, it would be uh, uh, Keanu Reeves before he was John Wick, though. Oh no! Even now that still, he's John Wick, even still, no. I, I lost I, a movie I fight him. with Keanu no, Reeves and Silver Surfer, and ever since then, no. I've, I've John, maintained he's John Wick. He's Bill, and he's Silver Surfer, he's, and he's he's, uh, he's my John Wick. He's Neo. Uh, point Break he's is ne- made he's for Neo him and to go John into Wick. this. He's, he's the, Silver <laughs> the escalation Surfer. is Point Break, Neo, John Wick. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> oh, for Silver Surfer, um. Uh, I well, I want to go with somebody that's Zen, but also feels like kind of powerful. Mm-hmm. And Silver Surfer is silver, so therefore he can be anybody. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a thing. So um, probably one of my choices for uh, Namor, whoever doesn't make Namor, mm. could have Silver Surfer. Yeah, or uh, you know, vice versa, depending. Yeah. Depending, uh, like if we have a Namor, like with the uh, Black Panther two or something like that, that won't be for at least another what two years or yeah. whatever it take. Uh, I, I so. see uh, the Duncan Jones body again because the, he did that in that that horrible take we've had already. But mm-hmm. Duncan Jones has such a beautiful physicality, and the way his body moves is so ethereal and different. And then, like, it's a weird one, man. Uh, Nick Offerman is the voice of Zen and smoothness and class, <laughs> uh, and I love him. And mine's more of a comedy, I think. But I would love yeah, to see that I'm self exploration. If it was like CGI and then just as well. Yeah, or or Jeff Bridges. <laughs> or Jeff Bridges. I want someone with that cool Buddhist voice of like calm. Anyway, Silver Surfer movie. <laughs> we don't know what it's going to be. I just wrote two comedies in my head. Who knows? Uh, who knows what's coming? But also in Fox. The New Mutants are undergoing reshoots, as we know, and it got delayed for quite a while, as we know. It was due out this year, Mm. uh, very soon, actually, and that's not happening. But we did not realize until this week that they're adding a character in these reshoots. Interesting. That's huge. It's for 
pretty, pretty huge. Like, that's that's a bit more than the standard reshoot as far as you consider reshoots. Like, you don't yeah. hear about that happening I that mean, often. I um, mean, if, if they were doing any kind of reshoots, um, in my head, it was that they were going to replace one of the characters that they had cast. Mm. And we've already, you know, talked about this before. I don't really want to go into it again. But um, the particular casting that they had for one of the characters, uh, I thought was a fine actor. Just didn't agree with straying that far away from um, the canon material. And from where his powers uh, originated from. But I'm really interested in where they will be going yeah. with this. Because that changes the entire dynamic, of the dynamic team. Uh, for for the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is Doug Jones. Apologies, not Duncan Jones. Dun- Duncan Jones is an incredible director who just did Mute on Netflix. Which is why my brain was on Duncan Jones. Son of mm. David Bowie. Fantastic director. Source code Moon. Uh, mute. My apologies. Thank you, Aunt Manthony. Uh, <laughs> Doug Jones would be the body of him. And also maybe Duncan Jones could direct it. Someone in the live chat uh, was talking about directing. Who do you want to see direct Silver Surfer? Yeah, I really like that the live chat right now is talking about a possible uh, baddies for uh, Black Panther 2. And I like uh, Sop 4 He's like, Ashibe and Mephisto and Nakia <laughs> becomes Malice, Ooh. is my guess. I kind of enjoy that. Uh, the way that Nakia was so set up for Black Panther, though, I wonder how they would be able to do that. But you know what? They, they might be able to. Mm-hmm. They might be. And I like Ashiba in there because, uh, you know, I've already said many a time, Black Panther, it feels like Marvel's Batman. Mm-hmm. So Ashiba is definitely the Joker to his Batman. Yeah. So that would that would be a pretty good pretty good draw for that one. I'd love that. And there's so many great characters that would fit in the world of Wakanda they've made cinematically. Yeah. Like that that is so well established and... The villain is a high bar. I like Killmonger, <laughs> such a great high bar to top. So I really, they need someone that powerful as Mephisto or Ashiba. Or like they need someone that, because mm-hmm. sequels always have that urge to be bigger. So where yeah. do you go from Killmonger? You got to make it count. Yeah, our, our Dr. Doom. I mean, that's the dream. That that would be probably more trilogy, but I can do wishful, wish fulfillment. <laughs> wishful for villain casting. Wishful villain casting. So yeah. we don't know who the new character in New Mutants is. We don't know what that means for the movie. We know that we've heard rumor that it wasn't scary enough. We've heard you know the pacing issue we've heard all sorts of stuff you never know reshoots are part of the schedule but this level of reshoot might not have been uh considering the delay it wasn't so hopefully this lands right uh i i'm really excited for the movie from the teaser we've seen the poster we've seen the tone they've portrayed Mm -hmm. the movie as i just hope that the reshoots are to make it more that tone not less yeah like i'm adding an extra horror element yeah kind of a thing or maybe they didn't actually have demon bear in it and now they're putting demon bear added demon bear (laughs) and chamber robert pattinson voicing chamber Make it happen, internet. Uh, actually, no, it would be the voice, but it'd also be the head of, because Chamber's like... Anyway, right. Ch- you know Chamber? Um, I'm, I'm picturing a character, and He's I'm got, wondering like, if it's the same one. He's got, like, the flames as a mouth. He's got a psionic blast that blew off the bottom half of his oh, face. Oh, okay, so yeah. So his chest, all I, this. I am And he's, like, this British, like, like, heartthrob. That is ridiculous. Robert Pattinson with a scarf. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come at me, internet. I know you're gonna. Um, they also announced that Doom is still happening. The Doom movie... That we talked about forever ago. Mm. Uh, Noah Hawley, uh, who made the Incredible Legion movie, uh, Fargo, brilliant mind, was doing a Doom movie before all of the Fox merger talks with Disney or Comcast started. Mm-hmm. And apparently Doom is still happening. So I would love yeah. to see Doom happen uh, in a solo endeavor as long as that doesn't mess with Black Panther Doom or any sort of continuity issues. Yeah. Or uh, There's a lot that could go wrong with continuity and there's a lot that could mm. go wrong with like character sharing which leads into this tangent that I just set up perfectly yeah, with I just, the scrolls. Yeah, I just hope that if they do Doom, they do a definitive Doom. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, do a Doom that is going to last for a few movies as opposed to yeah. uh, we're we're making this money. Like a drop <laughs> in the bucket. You don't want to just have like a uh, Doom. Like we've, we've had, yeah. get it right, we've had two Dooms that weren't quite Victor Vaughn. Yeah, or you could have a doom and then make sure that you have a human torch in there because then that person will become, become doom because that's how you get royalty. promoted <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's make how sure whoever you cast gets because they're gonna be great they're gonna be amazing. in the next five to ten whoever's years. the next human torch uh they're in phase five destined for greatness <laughs> as is the trilogy so speaking of yeah. sharing characters in this tricky tricky time mm. the scrolls are going to be introduced before they're in captain marvel in the dark phoenix now, Which, that... It makes sense timeline-wise. If they talk nice and they shook... If, if they're, like, yeah. communication. I o- can't imagine... Otherwise, 
it might be a bit confusing for people that don't realize it's like, oh, wait, scrolls here, scrolls there. Yeah. This, why like, are they different? Like Quicksilver. What is this? Like Quicksilver yeah. being like, an actor like Quicksilver. in a Fox movie and then six months later being an actor in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Completely different. Barely the same power set. Different use of power. Like, they're both speedsters, but they didn't utilize the speed in cinema the same way. So it's really confusing for everyday audiences. Yeah, I preferred uh, the Fox movies. I did too. With that, though. It was just, it was fun. It was so much fun. It, really, it was that and the dynamic between him and Magneto. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoyed that. It's like, oh, that's his dad. Oh, yeah. he doesn't want to say anything. And everyone loves that shot, that beautiful, like, man, that's a beautiful shot. And both of them, yeah. uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, that was a highlight. Um, but Scrolls in the 90s, absolutely, you're right. Chronologically, it totally makes sense. I can't imagine Fox's Dark Phoenix in the 90s is going to set itself up to really tie into Captain Marvel in the 90s, though. So huh. unless there's like some sort of conversation of like Earth's being invaded, hint, hint, and also space is having a thing, hint, hint. Yeah. And they kind of like share this because they both take space in Earth slash space in the 90s. They're both sharing the same time and space, pun intended. Yes. So how does it... <laughs> space <laughs> so how does that how does that allow itself to be like that's a lot of scrolls yeah yeah it is uh, perhaps perhaps uh gene uh as dark phoenix mm-hmm. uh you know, scroll invasion, thrust the scrolls out into space where they, <laughs> where they wind and up where they end Captain up Marvel. In, and that's how the Fox deal lands. They're like, yeah, <laughs> Captain Marvel's there to catch one. And then it's like, in, it's the it's post-credit like it, we got scene. It. <laughs> the post-credit scene is a Marvel post-credit scene in the Fox movie. Make it happen, internet. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's weird. And, and all these rights issues are very strange. And there's so much like, legal jargon that goes into this madness yeah, i just of like who can use what scroll you know there's the race the super scroll, scroll and then super scroll yes so so i'm very yeah. curious what the i also hope they look similar enough that it's not jarring for audiences like they're a very very specific look they're green or, with the purple. or if they're very different in mannerisms like maybe the dark phoenix scrolls are more like you know grunt like types or mm. like mindless ones yeah. kind of a the kind of a deal and then it's just like slaughtering them you know, like by the battlefield. Yeah. And then maybe Captain Marvel's are more as intelligent ones because you have, you know, uh, Marvel there, right. you know, as a Kree. So, you know, if you're going to have Kree. They have lieutenants and captains exactly. versus the soldiers. Exactly. So maybe it's going to be different in that way. And if they do, I really hope they make them look different. Yeah. If if we need to, I hope so as well. Mm-hmm. I, my big concern isn't even about the sharing, which most of the people on the internet are talking about the sharing of the scrolls, right? Like how it's mm-hmm. going to be in those two universes. For me, this is concerning because. Oh, wait, the Dark Phoenix saga. That's a little tale you can tell in 20 minutes. How are we putting scrolls in a movie that already needs to be a trilogy? Like, that to me, explaining scrolls and explaining the Dark Phoenix and having the mysterious bad of Jessica Chastain and trying to bring these kids that we just met into space and trying to introduce Cyclops and Jean as being relevant and trying to bring all of the old X-Men in with the new X-Men and giving Jennifer Lawrence a big enough character arc because she won an Oscar to make it worth her time and bringing Michael Fassbender back. Like, this movie's too full and they're adding scrolls now. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way. I mean, I mean, that's just... <laughs> when you put it that way, it's... Wow. That's a concern are, a lot of people are, haven't really spoken What are of. they going to really accomplish in this first movie? I'm very interested mm-hmm. in what they're going to do then, because that is a lot to put in. But then also, you know, we've gotten to the point where we can we can take it. Oh, sure. As long as it's done in a good way. I mean, you, you have writing, actors, mm-hmm. special effects. You have to have two of the three. <laughs> <laughs> please, please two have two of the, of the three. three. So my concern is about uh, like a bloated film, a movie that I, I don't want a Batman and Robin situation. You know, I want this to, to land oh, right. Don't even say that. <laughs> you know, don't that, even put that out there. The tactical the genius Bane being a grunt that goes. Oh, man. They have a, they have a scroll that comes out looking like <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Bat nipples. Oh, Bat nipples. Never Everyone Bat remember nipples. the 90s? Bad no. credit cards. Yeah. Don't make that X-Men. <laughs> so in the scroll world, we also have Captain Marvel. Now, Captain Marvel is the next Marvel film after the Infinity War Part 1, and they're assembling this cast as we speak. They have just cast Gemma Chan as Minerva. Now, mm. that, to me, shows how deep they're going to go to the mythology of the Kree scroll War, because she is a very iconic Kree geneticist in the comics. The Kree are a very large part of the comic world, and the Guardians have kind of touched on that. Guardians have kind of played around with that world and that idea. But having someone that's a geneticist in the Cree world means to me that we're going to dive deeper into Cree than I than I thought we might. Yeah, I mean, uh, with the casting of this character, I mean, there's there's this whole storyline with um, her and Marvell, <clears throat> where well, okay, it was like this, it was a it was the late seventies, all right. So and, and, <laughs> times and, were uh, different then. T- times were different. Uh, she was all about uh, 
trying to mate with him to make superior Krees, mm -hmm. basically. And um, she has her own power set where, you know, like the superhuman strength and such and such. And she also has this um, this ability where she it's a little bit like Domino, where she um, is able to guess or make things go better than chance. Yeah. Like with her, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's one of those characters. It's one of those things. But um, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, with uh, uh, Minerva, Captain Minerva, mm -hmm. yeah, with Captain Minerva, and then she has a lot of you know she butts heads with Captain Marvel. So she's a great foil to Captain Marvel potentially. It's yeah. a great way to dive into the Kree Star Force more. It's a great way to learn the mythology of the Kree Skrull War. I'm excited to see a war, you know, like yeah. the, the scope of an alien invasion like that. I hope with this relationship, relationship though, instead of the um, this is my man type of a, a thing <laughs> with it, I, I hope they do more of like um, Captain Marvel as being an outsider that he's um, giving these powers to kind mm. of a deal. Got and it. it's like, how dare you maybe a purity of the Kree race kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, like that would be a good path to go yeah, with this that. particular character. So her being cast means they're assembling Captain Marvel as we speak. I'm excited to see more of that movie coming out. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see the fully formed, uh, once she's promoted Captain Marvel costume, yeah. uh, you know, all those things. Yeah, and if though, if there is anybody that's not familiar uh, with this actress, uh, Gemma Chan, she was in Doctor Who's uh, Waters of Mars. Uh, she was Mia, uh, one of the few people that actually survived that episode, <laughs> although really, really has a huge case of PTSD when what happened in that episode. It's well worth a watch. Um, but yeah, Waters of Mars, um, Time Lord Victorious, that was for the Doctor Who people. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who is one of the only fandoms I know nothing about. Love it. Zero about. I'm so all about it. By all means, ask talk, Martia. Talk to me on Twitter. Send with it. all the TARDIS related questions to her. I, I, I think that's like the one kind of show that I haven't done yet. Yeah, Doctor Who based <laughs> show. Doctor Who based. All right, popcorn talk, if you're <laughs> listening. The next thing to discuss for me is the only bit of quasi bad news in this week, and it's not bad per se, but. How is Infinity War only theoretically not yet confirmed, but two and a half hours? <laughs> that is not nearly enough time, in my not-so-humble opinion, to... I understand... Okay, so, to play devil's advocate, this entire film can be a third act. And to be, to be fair to the universe, it's been ten years leading up to this moment. You can jump right into action. As long as you establish where the characters have been and move along the story, we love them. We know them, like you and I talked oh, about. Yeah. Yeah, but also keeping in mind the spirit of Marvel Comics in general, where you can pick up one no matter where it is yeah. in a run, and then it's like, hey, here's here's uh, Captain Marvel, <laughs> here's her yeah. here's her power base, and then like here's this is what's happening fighting. right here, exactly. But you know, cutting away all the fat because we don't need any fat. <sighs> Because this is Everybody Dies movie. But two and a half hours. <laughs> I expected everybody three. Dies. I expected maybe three Ooh. ten. Uh, Lord of the Rings movies, they did very well at three hours. Those, like, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, the scope of this movie to me is that. So yeah. I expected longer. Why did they feel like we didn't need that extra half hour? <laughs> you know, we, like I will want all that. Like the four hour cut of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. I want that movie. Like mm -hmm. I, I can handle four hours of Black Panther and Wakanda in that world. I can handle four hours of Avengers. Like I... I see the, the marketability, and I'm hoping what there is is there's a longer cut we'll get on Blu-ray. Marvel's not exactly known for doing that very often, but mm. I'd love to see an extended Black Panther and an extended Infinity War cut. But yeah. to me, two and a half hours just doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, because like we know that the, the score of Black Panther yeah. scored four hours of film. Yeah. So that means it was picture lock. So. Uh, you don't do the score until picture's locked, at least in some way. And maybe the CGI's not done, but the director's like, here's a cut. And then they, they don't like just score it as they go. Like so that movie's done. So, so there's uh, more. There's got to be more with this one, too. Oh, it'll be, it'll be run, so depressing. What was the runtime on Black Panther? Um, All my life. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of it. So uh, in the chat room, if you know the exact uh, runtime. Actually, I, it stuck with me. I believe it was uh, two hours and 15-ish minutes. Oh, oh, thank okay. you, sir. Thank so you. Infinity mm. War is the longest Marvel movie to date, but that only puts it at 15 minutes longer than Black Panther. To me, Black Panther was beautifully paced, did not have any fat, was very movie, 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 movie. I could have had more. My only concern is I'm going to leave Infinity War wanting pieces longer and wanting more character arc and a little bit more shape. Yeah. One thing, uh, we, we both did uh, Heroes this week with John Schnepp over at Collider. Mm -hmm. One thing Schnepp had said was originally it was Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, and now we don't know what the second movie is, but this could feel like two halves of a whole. If this is one half of a five-hour movie, I can live with that. But since they changed the fourth movie, yeah. I feel like it's not going to be that. 
I don't think it is. I, I think it's really, I really am going to stick by my whole thought process that there is some type of reality wipe. There's either something with Scarlet Witch or there's something with like maybe Nebula grabbing the reality gem. Mm-hmm. And then that's what ends up happening with that fourth movie. And that the concept and the possibilities of that fourth movie really, it's like, it's so interesting to yeah. me. I mean, it can, we can do it can so much. literally go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it could just be straight battle world. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, it's going to be Secret Wars. I think it's going to be something yeah. that's totally out there. And uh, I live chat, I see you. Uh, general public, they think, will not like a longer than two and a half hour movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Batman vs. Superman was three hours long. Uh, Lord of the Rings, three hours long. Uh, there are movies that if you pace it right and can do it right, it is possible. So I, I understand what you're saying. I just personally, my very, very different opinion, I think it's too short. Mm-hmm. So... Thor Ragnarok is coming out on Blu-ray. Yay! And it'll be out on the 6th of March, so like roughly a week. <laughs> and Marquis already has it. I have Valkyrie! <laughs> so we want to watch Funko a little Pop. clip to give you guys more hype for the Blu-ray. Yes, uh, Team Daryl. Uh, anybody who's Team Daryl out there. <laughs> this is just a trailer of it. <laughs> uh, so my last housemate left uh, all of a sudden, but... Fortunately, through my work, uh, Daryl, the only character we Los wanted Angeles, more of in Ragnarok because so he wasn't there. New, <laughs> we needed uh, Daryl. Yes. Hello. <laughs> yes. And Grandmaster was the only one who answered my Craigslist ad. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is a treasure. I was the only one. Well, that laugh. Lucky me. Just Just bringing a bust of himself as a roommate is something I would do, and I respect that about him. And it being every like it goes with him. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's like you call this toast. I feel like this is what it's like to, like, date Jeff Goldblum. Like, his girlfriends just, like, accept that this is the life he leads. And now, without boring you with the details, I had formerly, for a rather long period of time, um, a uh, an assistant slash bodyguard named... Oh, Topaz. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed. Uh, you know, there is extended scenes on the uh, Topaz on the on the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's, just, it's really funny. Her and Jeff Goldblum treasures. I am. I haven't yeah. been this excited for a Blu-ray release in a that's, while. Yeah, that's just a, a trailer that um, they have online. Um, but yeah, you can if you want to get the digital <laughs> release, you can get that um, now because that released like February twentieth. Mm-hmm. But um, March sixth is when the actual. Uh, hard copy? Yeah. <laughs> tangible media. Keep tangible, buying tangible, physical guys. Physical copy uh, that you can then buy. And it's so a the, the audio commentary by Takeo Waititi. I've seen a couple of frames of it, of them of his, his describing scenes, and it's hilarious. Like, that man's sensibilities. <laughs> I'm actually probably going to watch it with audio commentary first and then revisit it without because I'm so excited. So next week, that's it's going to be a journey. And also, yeah. internet, movies over three hours include Titanic, Deer Hunter, Lawrence of Arabia, Magnolia, Wolf of Wall Street, Gandhi, JFK, Gone with the Wind. It's okay. <laughs> These movies have done all right. Some have won, most have won. Oscars, internet. I think it should be three hours and I'm very upset. <laughs> also 2001 A Space Odyssey. Also 2001 A Space Odyssey. Which, uh, you know, that was more of a cult classic. <laughs> when it first came out, people weren't feeling it. That's true, that's true. That's but but like Fight Club, but it found its audience later. It did find its audience, it really did. How long was uh, Blade Runner 2049? Does anybody know? I love know? that movie so much. I mean, it was a very patient movie and I don't know the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> movie that's like describing a date as interesting that's the most (laughs) polite way to be like i was bored it was a very patient movie it had a lot of things that you just would like think about two hours and 44 minutes two hours okay (laughs) oh man civil war very patient movie um (laughs) so guardians of the galaxy is looking to start shooting early 2019 in atlanta back at pinewood studios back where all the magic marvel glory kicks in I love the Guardians trilogy. Uh, uh, some people didn't like the second one as much, and I, that's fair. It's it's all perspective. All these movies, different strokes, different folks. Yeah. I love this corner of the Marvel galaxy. I love that it's separate. I love that it feels so weird. It it allowed, I think, for Thor Ragnarok to be as weird as it was, and it really is going to be interesting to see where the universe goes because Guardians is taking place after Infinity War Part Two. Yeah. So, so that's going to be kind of shapes uh, a heck of a thing, right? Yeah. I mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, using the term "explodes the universe" <laughs> in a whole different way with them. Yeah, I mean, they can they can literally go anywhere with it. They really can, especially back to uh, original Guardians because they kind of set that up 
you know, um, for us, and uh, that was like in Guardians too. Yeah, yeah, they set and, that up for us. And the way these movies feel is, is they feel like they're always like ramping up, ramping up. So it's gonna be interesting to see them ramp up and then tie into Infinity War, and then where does it go? Yeah, because we know the Guardians are in Infinity War. So, so how that leaves them changed? What characters? Maybe, maybe a different. Do they even come to Earth? True. You know? we see I mean, the, we we see like in the trailer that yeah. Thor, you know, winds up on their. There's sh- that shot of Chris Pratt running with the assist. That's so there right, is, with the there assist is. of Doctor Strange. Yep. Thank so they you do for make it to Earth. Me. Yep. They do make it to Earth. Um, they do so that's battle. The, yeah. They and do does someone from the Avengers join the Guardians? Ooh. In the comics, Ant Man's a Guardian right now. So. So there's a lot of options. Maybe that's how someone survives. Like we don't know, and it'd be yeah. kind of fun to mix it up and see if Guardians Three has a different Avenger maybe out there with them. This is, uh, since we're talking about Infinity War and Guardians and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that somebody online brought this up, and I'm sorry, I don't remember your name right this second, but um, he brought up the point that, uh, do you think that there will be people that have only seen Black Panther that uh, end up going to see Infinity War uh, because they saw Black Panther? Uh, Yes. Yeah. And I believe he even brought up the point that it was very um, smart for Marvel to use Wakanda and Black Panther and so much of the advertising of Infinity War, like near the end. Uh, I agree with you. It is. Uh, because when you think about it, we we keep on wanting to pick up people along the way. As we go at these movies, like, yes, they're for us, but they're also for us to rope in our friends and rope yeah. in our families and then other people, you know, like little young people to, to you know, grab on to everything with us and, like, go along with the journey. So I don't know if it's going to be the same people that went to saw Black Panther. I feel like it's going to be a lion's share of them because they're going to want to go back and revisit this character. I mean, we wouldn't have had Black Panther if he wasn't super popular in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So he was super popular with Black Panther. And yeah. And then we get people going And then we'll see... get people to go to Infinity War. And then they'll be like, what's all these people? Why did this end this way? Why did everyone, except for Black Panther, die? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting about Infinity War is it's, it's if you love the Captain America trilogy, you got a, a place to watch it. If, if you mm. love the Iron Man trilogy, you got a place. If you liked Black Panther but haven't really liked some of the other superhero stuff, Infinity War is, is the buildup of all of these movies that are very different. Like, if you liked the Paul Rudd comedy that was Ant-Man, you can, mm-hmm. like, there's just so much you get out of it. And Civil War introduced us to another whole pocket with Black Panther and Spider-Man. And then Doctor Strange wasn't in that. So people that like Doctor Strange, like, Infinity War is truly the culmination of a decade of filmmaking so i think it's gonna make probably like two billion dollars it's gonna make a lot of money oh yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna make more it's gonna than its crazy. fair share of money yeah and, and we were talking black panther's still gonna be out in some theaters oh when yeah it drops. that's right there will literally be people that would be able to see black panther and then go straight into Infinity what a great War. five hours that 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 would be a nice sunday probably gonna join that list of people that yeah, sounds like a really good like, time hey. in May. So James Gunn also discussed. What? Yeah, I, I figure out. You know what? what? You should tell them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I just found this out today. Um, and I, I'm I'm sorry for anybody who was like me and didn't realize traumatized. I was just I was like that. I found this out right now. Um, so James Gunn confirms that Groot dies, sacrificed in Guardians, and that is not him regrowing himself. That's his son, Baby Groot. And this entire time, I thought it was, you know, Groot sacrificed his life experiences and everything to go back into a seed-like form to then be regrown again and have to, you know... No! Groot's dead! <laughs> Groot 1 is dead. And I'm sorry, Aunt Anthony, that you... Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Aunt Anthony was... just found this out through us. I, I thought that was... Cle- not clear, but I thought that was like an established canon. Uh, and Aunt Anthony did not, and Marquia did not until I, today. I missed that. Um, so, I missed that completely. But, uh, Langley and Neely was part of that conversation, a uh, fan of the show. Oh, uh, Langley, okay. yeah. OG Marvelite, uh, was part of that whole James Gunn moment. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a discussion between Porgs versus Groot, mm-hmm. and uh, he was very much pro-Groot <laughs> with things, uh, saying that he was a, uh, a, you know, he was an advanced life form. And then the other person, uh, it was Ash Crossman, mm-hmm. and she was very poor because she, she was like, hey, you know, Groot just, you know, you know, he lives again. He's like, no, <laughs> no, he's dead. <laughs> he, he, he did. Yeah. So that was dark and haunting for some people, uh, including Marquia, who had this epiphany today. Man. But um, I do, I do uh, go ahead and check out like the, the Twitter conversation because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, he just calls porgs like big eyed pigeons. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Also, Jay Tesla in the live chat pointed out there's a theory that the final battle in Infinity War takes place on Morag because the Earth shot looks similar to Morag in Guardians 1. 
so, maybe everything goes to space. And maybe. I've seen a couple of shots of that on the internet. I just hadn't looked into it. So thank you, Jay Tesla. That's very interesting all around. Um, now, I... <laughs> Charles Lee in the, cl- in the chat room is like, uh, Marquia is not like the doctor <laughs> when he regenerates. <laughs> <laughs> See, Doctor Who uh-huh. all comes back. Now, for the big story for the week for me mm-hmm. is there is a world of Deadpool stuff happening. Nice. And there is a Deadpool show coming out on FX, animated show. There's Deadpool 2 coming out in theaters. Very mm-hmm. live action, very exciting. So Deadpool animated series writer Stephanie Robinson talked to what to expect and compared Wade Wilson to God which is how I feel about him. Uh, Atlanta staff writer Stephanie Robinson dropped a few precious hints in conversation with comicbook.com about another project she's working on. Oh, that little show, Donald Glover's at Deadpool, mm-hmm. and saying, quote, I think expect just more of the Atlanta writer's room type of specificity, if that makes sense. I believe that we sort of attacked it in an angle that was very true to us and made sense to us, and I don't think we took many cues from the movie or what the general public knows about Deadpool. I think we sort of leaned into the comic books, we're like, this is how we interpret this person and this character, this superhero, this anti-hero, whatever, and sort of made that apply to what we love in tv and our lives i am so happy that they're not just trying to make a deadpool movie show oh yeah yeah no because that's not you know, the voice that's kinda, not the have that yeah have we, that. we've it's got so it good. it's great we're getting a second one so and that's gonna be real and soon we're getting an x-force which they're filming this fall there we go and then um what josh brolin's been signed on for a number of cable yeah. movies uh after that so, so deadpool 3 is greenlit it's on imdb X Force mm-hmm. is greenlit. It's starting shooting this fall. Rob Liefeld did, like Instagrammed that this morning. There we go. The last thing we need is for there to be an animated version of a live action thing. The beauty of animation yeah, yeah. is that it's so different. Spider Verse looks incredible because they yeah. can doing stuff that they can't do in film, like the style of shooting, the characters you can use, like the way it formats. Deadpool, the comics are so different. Sometimes he's schizophrenic. Sometimes he breaks the fourth wall more than others. Sometimes he knows he's in a comic book. Other times they lean out of that. Sometimes he joins forces with uh, Black Panther and the Dora Milaje. Yeah, you, you never <laughs> so, know where he's going to pop up and what he's going to do. And yeah, with that this, happens in Doom Wars. It's, and it's awesome. And, and have you read the one where he fights Black Panther in the hallway because he, uh, he ruins the end of Game of Thrones? What? No. Oh, it's okay. So there's a comic where Black okay. Panther, T'Challa, hasn't caught up on Game of Thrones. So <laughs> Deadpool finds out that T'Challa hasn't. So he's chasing him around, giving him spoilers, and he ruins That's the Red horrific. Wedding. And there's this whole fight while discussing the Red Wedding where, like, they're fighting in a bathroom. It's art. You, I'll send you it. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, please do. I'm so interested. That's perfect. And that's something you can do in the animated show. That's something you could do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because of rights issues are different and, like, who owns these characters different voice mm-hmm. actors. So that's a fight you could have there. And I love that the Atlanta-style specificity, to me, speaks to how weird and meta and out there Atlanta is. If you haven't watched Atlanta, try the first episode. If if you love it as much as I did, you'll be hooked. If you don't, it's probably not, like, your type of comedy. It's real weird. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that uh, the, the episode stood out for me, like, the club episode. Yeah. Like, if they go with that route of, of comedy, it's going to be so brilliant. And the, uh, the the episode about commercials, the, there's literally an episode that's 22 minutes of commercials that are in-universe in Atlanta that don't have a plot. The episode is literally a shape of commercials that ends, and then all of a sudden the credits are rolling, and you're like, what did I just experience in my life? And yeah. it moves the plot along, but in the weirdest way. And then as a quick side tangent, uh, The New Yorker has a really in-depth um, interview with Donald Glover. Uh, I read it this morning. It is it is a long read. It is well worth it. And it tells you a lot about um, just his thought process and where he's coming from. And I'm a-okay with that mind. He's a brilliant being, mind. Being uh, what that Deadpool yeah. TV show will be because that fits so well. Deadpool is such a smart character that is, seems dumb and he can be dumb. Like if you write Deadpool poorly and if you write him as just like a poor man Spider-Man, it's a bad character. But if you write him smart, he's a character that literally uses his pain as an outlet to help others but in a way that's selfish instead of selfless and also is it's both he's like the most enigmatic piece of like work he's a he's a he's a mercenary but he does things for the right reasons and you need someone to really understand what that character is and what that show needs to be so the fact that this team did an amazing job with atlanta and that show defied all expectations and is so delightful and weird uh she also went on to say quote i think that he is like god in a way it's sort of fun to play with a character who can do anything basically and really get into the mentality of someone who's bored with life who doesn't feel any stakes doesn't feel any danger and is like okay this is just kind of my life and what do i do with being someone who exists on a superior platform than everybody else what would you do if you live forever couldn't die that's a fun character (laughs) that's so weird also 
you're omnipotent. You know you're being watched. You know you exist in a world that is kind of tangible to you, but you're also removed from. Like, there's there's so much to this, and it sounds like they're really playing with my uh, perspective on Deadpool. So these quotes are the first thing we've really gotten out of the Donald Glover camp about what the show is. I I couldn't possibly be more excited for the show. Yeah, and uh, also it's fun to have Marvel uh, step out. Uh, step up their um, Anna. Uh, I can't talk. Uh, their uh, animated game. Yes. So agreed. I like that because like uh, DC like knocks it out of the park more times than not when it comes agreed. to like um, animated for anything. I very much enjoy their TV and uh, everything like that. So I love that Marvel is doing that with this and doing yeah. it with um, you know uh, the Miles verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So two yeah. characters that are beloved and should get as much exposure and, and ride the Deadpool train. Like it's, there's so much merch and stuff. Like that's a great way to start your universe. Yeah, There's a reason why there's always a, a cadre of Deadpools at every convention. My people. Now uh, there'll be a cadre of Dora Milaje. There. Oh, this, this comic con's going to be insane. It's going to be, be crazy. Nuts. The amount really of spears and warrior wardrobe. Yes. Oh, it's going to be so great. I yeah. wonder, I wonder how many people are actually going to shave their head, you know, for it. I'm, oh, I'm okay yeah. with bald caps. I'm a-okay with that. But I just wonder how many people are just going to go there. I hope many. And tattoo. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be so crazy. nice. So in the other world of Deadpool, in the live action world, Zazie Beats also of Atlanta. Those two worlds tie together very intricately. Uh, Zazie Beats is in the live action Atlanta and the live action Deadpool. And the writing team of the live action Atlanta is doing the animated Deadpool. It's beautiful synchronicity. Uh, Zazie Beats said, quote, I loved exploring the dramatic aspects of Domino, she told comicbook.com. For Domino specifically, I loved thinking about her past and pulling that into even the comedy of what we're doing in the film since it's based in that. In Deadpool 2, I think we go heavier than the first one did, she said. Like Atlanta, the themes are darker. I like playing this woman who could meet Deadpool face-to-face, toe-to-toe. In terms of our wit and our banner, we match. It was really nice to play on that. Wit and banter. Yes. I like that. I like that they're, uh, they're just enjoying themselves yeah that's what it is and um i enjoy it when they enjoy themselves and that's the whole thing that like marvel does so well Mm -hmm. i mean when you really think about it there are very few there are very few properties that involve marvel that you don't hear about the actors at all yeah behind the scenes are that they're not having a good time and that they wouldn't want to do it again. it's hyper positive like it always sounds like a party yeah, and like it's Ryan like, Reynolds ad-libbing, like all the behind-the-scenes stuff with him and T.J. Miller and like all these yeah. people just vamping, Blind Al, like all these characters are just a ball. Yeah, and then having that 10th anniversary shot. Yeah. Shit up. Oh, it's it's I, gorgeous. I would love Fox's Deadpool world for the 15-year anniversary if it got folded into the Marvel 10-year. Like, because that's Marvel MCU. If Deadpool mm-hmm. and Fox and all that happens to have like a little wing of Fox and Ryan Reynolds hanging off the side, I'd love that. Uh, so I, I think that this says a lot about what the character is because we've only seen Domino in those action shots. Mm-hmm. We've only seen in the trailers like cutaways to her doing awesome stuff, but we didn't know except for this quote that she's such a witty character that they're going to play the comedy. They're going to use Zazie Beats for the great comedic actor she is. That's really exciting to me. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a good time and it's going to be so soon. Yeah. Which I really like that. It's like this 2018 is a real, it's shaping up to be a really great year. And we have like stuff to Marvel get and, us there. Yeah. Like we're what? Jessica Jones is going to be like, like next, next week. month. N- next week. Yeah. It's March 8th. March <laughs> yeah, 8th. It's next Jessica week. Jones. Oh my God. We've only got one more show until we have to spend our entire weekend watching that yes. to come back and talk about it Tuesday. That is true. That so, is absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that gets us through to April, which like it, this is insane this year. And you're right. This is only mere months away. So mm. I'm so excited. Uh, speaking of the Netflix world, which very soon Jessica Jones joins with season two of that incredible show, Punisher season two has some casting news and they added three cast members that are, I, I, Josh Stewart is an actor who is, he pops up in everything. Josh Stewart is one of those faces you see and you're like, oh, that guy. He was in Dark Knight Rises and he was effectively like a pseudo dead shot. They never really said it, but they kind of leaned into him being dead shot. And I always oh, wanted that, that, that to go guy. further. Yeah. The, like oh, okay. the right hand man to Bane. Okay. Got this it. guy. So mm. now he is in Punisher season two. So I think. The weapons training he got in Dark Knight Rises will be utilized. That's my theory, is that this is going to be a tactical... He's going to be, like, more hands-on fighting Punisher than we we expect. Right. Maybe while um, Jigsaw is putting himself together. Uh, Oh, uh, oh, oh, I did it. Piece by piece. Oh, I did it. Uh. It's horrifying. (laughs) It's horrifying that I think about that, because I'm flashing back to that episode. (laughs) 
so, definitely while, so good. while Billy Barnes is uh, missing in action, then, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, this guy's up to something. And I, I, he's such a good actor, and John Bernthal is the Punisher, so I'm so excited they're casting, like, Titans. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Josh Stewart, fantastic. Floriana Lima, I do not know uh, much about her work. She's on Supergirl. And admittedly, I have not watched Supergirl yet, so I've heard only good things in my brief research this morning. People love her, so I trust uh, the fans, because fans of comic properties are pretty intense about their characters. Yes. So if someone says they're good, yeah, I believe Yeah, great. Uh, maybe she also works at the FBI with, um, yeah, that, that could I be can a totally possibility. Say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, and Georgia Wiggum of Scream, uh, she was cast as the only one of these characters that's actually in the comic. Uh, she's a character named Alex who showed up in uh, War Journal 24 or so, some War Journal comic. Uh, this mm-hmm. character helps Punisher escape from something. And she's the only one of these characters that the release name actually ties into what they are. Mm-hmm. My theory, and it's crazy, and I really, I don't know, it's like a 5% chance. I think Josh Stewart might be Bullseye. Oh, you think? Well, He's got weapons could... training, the yeah. look of them. He's got, like, a malicious, like, just resting angry face. They would be able to do him right, right? Mm-hmm. That's my, I think he might be Bullseye. Yeah, okay. Um, I could, I could get behind that. I definitely could get behind that. So but... I think him for Bullseye. I agree with you, actually. Florina Lima, I definitely mm-hmm. think uh, FBI, something of the, she wears a suit. Like yeah, something in that yeah, world. I just... Like yeah, something something in that world. Maybe some somebody that butt heads um, with um. Oh, and I forget the actress's name right now, but she um, also played a doctor in um, in X Men. Mm-hmm. She was oh uh, oh yeah, do, yeah. I'm forgetting her name right now. If a chat room wants to help me, um, the the main female lead that was in um Punisher, um, that wasn't Punisher's wife or yeah. Um, uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos? No, no. Which no, which no, Punisher no. are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about uh, Punisher Netflix oh, okay. Marvel. Yeah, she was the FBI agent. Oh, her she name. Was also, yeah, that's totally I, And I can't remember her name. Something but in any case, like maybe she's butting heads with her or mm-hmm. something like that. Like um, maybe the, the actress I'm thinking of is um, that woman's uh, Floriana's supervisor or, or something, something along those lines. Or she's trying to chase down Punisher and keeps on wondering why administration just won't let this happen. One side's chasing him, one side's defending him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she plays Dina. It's Amber Rose Riva, I believe. Is that her name? From the Punisher? Mm, no. She was like the she was the main FBI agent. Okay, then I'm I'm just thinking of somebody completely different. Then I'm mm. the worst at names when I'm on the spot. I'm good at fan casting, but in mm-hmm. these moments, and then I think the last uh, the last girl, uh, Georgia Wiggum, is someone that Punisher saves and then gets saved by. Is my theory. I think that at some ah, point he yeah. like because she has this innocence to her, but also like an edge, kind of like the girl from Ozark. Um, there's a, there's a hard boiledness, yeah. but also like an innocence. Are, are she, um, uh, uh, hunts him down and wants to learn from him cause she has her own vengeance what have you to done? do. <laughs> oh, you are right. Uh, Aunt Anthony, Amber Rose Riva. That is, uh, okay. that is I'm the just one. thinking, but, um, and is that her IMDb? Like if it has her, ah, I'm pretty sure she was X-Men movie or a doctor. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, that's my theory for those three. Uh, so bullseye. FBI and uh, help slash uh, folly in, in a Punisher situation, I'm thinking. And then, uh, finally, we need to talk about how we keep our lights on. So, I want to, before we get to the Mary Marvel lights, we've got a couple questions, we got some shout-outs and stuff, but I want to thank Blue Apron for keeping us going, because yes. Blue Apron... Hmm? Sorry, I just want to thank the chat room real quick. Yes, I was thinking of the character's name, who's Maidani. Oh. Uh, Thank you, chat room. I was thinking that that name was the actress's name, and it is not. That makes sense now. That's why. That's the glitch in the Matrix. Yes, a... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a caricature of a human being. <laughs> but yes, Blue Apron, which I very much enjoy. So yeah, they, they've been great to us. Uh, Forever Run, they're one of our yeah. first sponsors. Uh, they're consistently great. They're always changing up their menu. Uh, what they do is they basically send a meal kit to your house with step-by-step instructions, and everything takes like no time to cook. These aren't like three-hour yes. meals. These are... 20 25 minutes and everything 45 at the most it, it yeah. takes me 45 <laughs> if it's like a bake thing yeah if it's yeah. like a like a but yeah, at the, at the most i'm a, can like leave. i'm a slow cutter <laughs> <laughs> she gets there she's process <laughs> through so it's something you can do with your family it's step by step it's something that brings people together and it's all locally sourced it's it's healthy food you're not like assembling a, a, a burger that is from mcdonald's you might be assembling a burger that would be like from whole foods it's like it's like yeah quality it's like a chicken lemongrass oh, with um a type of a uh, garlic aioli or something that would be on it they but. taught me so much about lemongrass actually mm. this that exact thing mm-hmm. uh this month's recipes actually are a uh, quick bocatini with broccoli and pecorino cheese an italian style shrimp and sweet pepper over fragola sarda pasta 
salsa, a pan-fried chicken breast with sweet and tangy zucchini, and Parmesan-crusted steaks with mashed potatoes and broccoli. Just for examples of what they have. So they are very, very good at assembling meals that taste incredible, that are fairly Mm -hmm. easy to make, that you can just follow instructions along. And they send you sets of two, so you're cooking for you and another, which is great. So if you go to blueapron.com slash marvel, then you get 30 bucks off your very first order and free shipping. So you practically get like two meals for free just for using our code, our gift from us to you. And it's a really cool thing to do. Like, what, do you have any good... Do you have any good stories about Blue Apron that you can uh, That it's delicious. <laughs> the eating That I, I didn't know what farro was or heirloom grains were before it was, um, before Blue Apron. Yeah. You know, like Blue Barley, which I absolutely love. Um, I do 10-minute farro now, and um, I either do that with um, white corn with that's in season, mm. um, or I do it with... Um, um, uh, was it not a cut up uh, cut up squash? That sounds I'll good. do that with, just to have that kind of texture. Yeah. And I learned that from Blue Apron, and then it just kind of like I kept I keep all of the recipe oh, yeah, cards. Oh same, same. I keep that. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've replicated those in different ways, yeah. and I just do a whole lot more with fish now. I'm not just a salmon girl, even though. I, I still have a one woman <laughs> war against salmon. <laughs> She'll get them. I still do. I'll get them all. I will. <laughs> um, but now I've branched out into other kinds of fish, thanks to Blue Apron. Yeah. So. And so that you can learn, you can grow as a cook. You can also, like, it brings families together, which I like. And everything's non-GMO and no added hormones. And they have 12 new recipes a week. And you can pick either a two, three, or four recipe send out. So you can just do as little as two, as much as four, depending on your schedule. It's a fantastic company. Uh, check out blueapron.com slash marble. Yes. What do the Marvelites have to say out there? Oh, well, our shout outs to our Mary Marvelites. We have the Cholo Nerd at Cholo underscore Nerd, Chaz at Narnie and Marvel, Good Great Logan X at Good Great Logan X, um, Abdo Othman at Abdo Berserk, uh, Gilly at Greg the Gamer, Maddie Lovefist at Lovely Fist, uh, Brian Trotter at 40 Some Geek, and uh, have here Ash um, at Ash Arnold 11. Uh, this was uh, to uh, Jay Washington, who we had um, before, and mm-hmm. then um, the both of us. I could listen to you all talk about Marvel all day. Great show. Thank mm, you. Thanks. Very nice, Ash. And then um, Ashley Houchins. Uh, who would you guys think Mark Hamill could be playing if he were to join Guardians Volume 3? Uh, yeah, because that, uh, that was on, uh, yeah. Okay. I got some weird ones. Um, well, I, I picture him as an elder personally mm-hmm. i mean we haven't had the gardener yet true, true. and i could definitely see mark hamill as a gardener just going from the last jedi yeah and how he was in that i mean yes i would like bill murray for <laughs> the gardener the i mean that was part of the movie fights that we did that time yep. but um but yeah if mark hamill's going to be in it i could see him as the uh that i could see him as I don't know the Beyonder. <laughs> yeah, same. I, <laughs> it could that, be the Beyonder. That... So, but yeah, I, I see him uh, as a huge character like that. How about you? I and this is crazy. And this is real weird. Mm. Kang, but he goes back through time and someone recognizes him, so he briefly has to de-age himself. Okay, Sebastian Stan. Because they're the same person. What? Sebastian Stan looks just that like was... Mark Hamill. No, they don't. Oh, what have you not? No. Aunt Anthony, would you do me the honors of pulling up a photo of Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill? Because they are the same. They, they are one human like being. This. So, I'm, okay, Kang, I'm, I'm time traveling. I'm picturing Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. and like uh, in Wakanda, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking like CrossFit Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, CrossFit and he does Jesus, not, Mark he does Hamill. not look like. Look, that is one <laughs> person. Not... That do- they don't. They look so much alike. They don't even can have you, the can chin. You pull up, can you pull up one more for me? They don't even have the same chin. Th- there are so many photos. This they, is like Maybe the nose. <laughs> the, and the, the eye shape. There's a lot of them. Uh, so that's that's one of them. And I also, uh, live chat, I do, uh, I uh, yeah, that actually, uh, that photo doesn't help me. I, I feel slightly betrayed by Google's first image search. Uh, because they usually look, okay, there we go. There we go. They look alike. Uh, these two. Once again, I hold by the nose. <laughs> <laughs> also, Maybe somewhat the lips. Sebastian Stan looks like Ronan, is... my buddy from the two, like last episode in that photo. Uh, oh yeah, I can kind of see like <laughs> he kind of looks like he looks more like Ronan than he does look like Mark. All Hamill. right, Mark <laughs> Hamill, fine. Uh, but also live uh, chat, I agree uh, that uh, Doc Ock, uh, Doc Ock would have been amazing. I, I love if uh, like Mark Hamill is Doc Ock, Ock. like oh, the bowl goodness. cut and the slight like pawn shirt, oh, like no. his madness. Oh no, totally see that. But in <laughs> Guardians, I agree an Elder or Kang. Uh, those are I agree the Elders and then. Um, 
I, they used to look like Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill. Thanks, Internet, for failing me, Google. Thanks, Aunt Anthony. Uh, what's our next one? Uh, yeah, so we have a Big Black Nerd at Big Black Nerd. Um, in Infinite Iron Man, Doom tries his hand at heroism. What villain would you like to see awkwardly take up the mantle of hero? Um, I <laughs> I guess I kind of like Namor to try. To try to not Because be a he's dick. so arrogant. <laughs> yeah. He's so arrogant and he's so um, into people's personal space and just like. That's funny. He's very, he's very intimate with people that don't want him to be yeah. intimate with them. So to see him try to be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this now. Um, bow down to your savior for I'm Namor. <laughs> There's some Drax comedy there. That's a really good point. I exactly. Have thought of that. So um, I would actually like to see that. I think that would be hilarious. There could be so many really good liners that could come from that. And I maybe he accomplishes being the hero, or maybe it just gets to the point where he's like, you know what? I'm I'm I am done with this. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, Doom is is obviously the they're doing such a good job. Bendis is writing the hell out of a positive Doom. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see Mr. Sinister try to be good because he doesn't do but anything. He, he kind thinks of good. he's the good guy. Yeah. He thinks he is. But which he literally is, is like him. taking blood from people and studying things. Like, how do you reframe that into positive? Like, what world is like, I'm taking blood for your own good? Like, it's really hard to make that character work as a positive. So I'd love to see how someone would shape that madness. Also, like uh, that. Mojo, um, like the madness of Mojo, studio executive mutant uh, video game madness. Uh, I'd be interested oh. to see him play like a Mysterio type of thing. Oh, oh yeah, Mysterio. Mysterio being like a, a oh, special no. effects guy for good, like he works for Chris Nolan. Man. Now this makes me want to think of like people that are just straight up villains, mm-hmm. but um, be like, oh, maybe I can't think of it. That was Doom. Right That's now. really fascinating. It's a great question. Yeah, hmm. I like that. But yes, I, I stick by Namor. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, Dallas Stumler at Dallas J Stumler. Uh, looking forward to today's show. Uh, was this our birthday shout out or was it regular shout out? Oh, this no, it's like could out. could I get a shout out? Dallas, it was your birthday last week, but we had a crazy busy show. So yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, did. Dallas. Happy Stumler. birthday, Dallas. We hope it was rad. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This week. Yeah, well, we hope you joined us after it. <laughs> yes, so happy birthday post belated. Yes. Uh, and we know we didn't discuss King Coogler again this week. Uh, we were going to discuss Ryan Coogler with our guest who could not make it. Yeah. We did not forget. Uh, Ryan no, Coogler needs all the credit in the world. Yeah, and um, really delving into different parts of that. We just wanted to have somebody that had worked with him directly. You know, before we, um, you know, have our take on it and then get their take on it. So hopefully we'll be able to have her maybe next week. We'll, we'll plan see. something. We'll, we'll definitely plan something out. And we will let you know. Yeah. We'll and let you know via Twitter. At some week. We just had, like, all that Fox stuff came out right yes. before the show. So yes. we wanted to make sure we got time for news. But we... we honor King Coogler and what he did and his three for three like Fruitvale Station if you haven't seen it is incredible Mm. Creed I'm sure you've seen because it made all the money but if you haven't man Creed is incredible it took a property that had beaten itself into the ground added a robot had humiliated itself and then Rocky came back and there was one really strong movie and they could have retired but then Creed upped even the Rocky comeback like Creed is such a masterpiece of cinema so you should watch everything Ryan Coogler's done because the man is is perfect so far (laughs) yeah he's he's really he's living his best life he's doing exactly what he had as his mission statement back when he was 21 and he was like um yeah it was like in an article yeah he's he's doing what he's he's giving back to to oakland and we and he's giving back as our closing news story the stem center they're putting in oakland because of black panther uh they're building a science and technology center in oakland a la Black Panther because of how well Black Panther is doing. Disney is making that a reality. And I, comics are to make you better. Comics are to make you learn. Comics are to help you grow. And if they're doing that in a facility, if they're, if they're, if they're helping kids in Oakland learn science and technology, like who knows what can come from that? Like someone that wouldn't have gotten that exposure to education now get like, yes. I'm telling you. Uh, so I guess we can uh, agree that it's just more than a movie. Oh yeah, like yeah. I, I think I think we can agree on that. Movement, perhaps. Maybe, uh, yeah. Sort of, uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, I think it's like a cultural movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty, yeah, so yeah, I like that. So we're gonna find the internet to talk about this movement. Oh. oh, okay. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marky McCarty. That's M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. I've done a number of things over the past week. Please follow my Twitter for them. But uh, I interviewed um, the cast of Wrinkle in Time. So I have uh, a video of uh, Ava. 
on. She surprised us with a press screening, and that's up on my Instagram. And once the uh, review embargo lifts, um, which is later, then um, I'll be able to go more in depth in what I felt about things with that. But uh, yeah, uh, see that on Twitter. And then, like, yes, I just did Collider Heroes uh, with Koi and uh, Erica Ishii, who I love. Uh, we just did that um, yesterday. yesterday. Wow, that was yesterday. Time. Um, I also did a key question with Matt Key. I know some people in the uh, in the chat room were like, "Oh, where's Matt? He's over at Geek and Sundry. You know, he's also living his best life. He's really he's doing really great over there." And um, that show will be coming out, I guess, later, maybe a month or so. And uh, yeah, there's just there's there's so much awesomeness right now. Uh, and also check check my Instagram because uh, Oprah touched me, so I have a <laughs> I have a picture of that there of Oprah touching me. So I cannot top Oprah, but uh, I also I rescind my mojo comment. I want to replace that with Bane. It'd be cool to see Bane do good. Oh wow! Because Bane and Batman have such similar upbringings, wow. and Bane is kind of like Bat. Like if Batman's parents had died, but then he was in prison, that's kind of how Bane goes. And there's amazing Tom King is writing Batman right now, and there's this amazing parallel between Batman and Bane I never saw before. Imagine Bane trying to use. He's a tactical genius. He has all the strength. He's got all that. Bane as a force of good. I, nice. I replace. That's who I'd pick instead yeah. of Doom. And, uh, uh, and, and YouTube comments. Tell us yeah, your, yeah. Tell us us your villains, because that is an excellent question. Thank you for that question, um, Ashley. Uh, okay. Big Black oh, Nerd. Big Black Nerd. Yeah, Big yeah. Black Nerd. I'm going to be racking my brain because I uh, just thought of Bane. That's Black with a Q. <laughs> so thank you, Big Black Nerd with a yeah. Q. Uh, and I am Coyjandro, C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Twitter, Instagram. Find me wherever on the internet, and uh, I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Mm-hmm. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.